You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody, welcome back to Kapow, the pop cultured podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. What are we talking about here? Uh, we might need to wrap things up, guys. Uh, oh no. <laughs> we've learned our worth. No, we've learned crushed. We've learned what we are worth. <laughs> Ain't nothing. Voting ended for the clutch <laughs> MOV best. Of the local whatever. I say I don't even care anymore. It's yeah, it a vote matter. for something. It was stupid and we didn't win. Yep. All of stupid. Jordan's eggs were in this basket. <laughs> this was going to be our rocket ship to oh, the top. Oh, man. Boom. We were going to overtake the airwaves of the Mid-Ohio Valley. But a worthy, I think a worthy podcast won at Mile Marker 181. From everything I've heard, a very classy act about an unsolved murder that's touched a lot of lives. Yeah, here locally, and I listened to a little bit of an ep- first couple of episodes, and yeah, I mean it was really good. Um, I don't think that's what bothered us. Not that we weren't number one. I think it was that honorable mention in there we didn't get. Yeah, I think we have. Okay, the ogres, <laughs> dueling ogres, didn't win either. Nope. So if that had happened. It might have ruffled my feathers, yeah. but as long as we're on equal footing with <laughs> the dueling ogre. They're sitting somewhere going, God, I'm glad we didn't act like we gave a crap about this. <laughs> but I think that some a new podcast has surpassed the ogres as our rivals now. Mm, that's very possible. Oh. So we're gonna <laughs> the have pressures start, off ogres. <laughs> we're gonna have to start talking about beer. Oh. So mm, what are you drinking that. tonight? I'm well, let me go look. <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep talking because now I'm all excited. You brought it up. <laughs> No, we really don't have any animosity. Anyone who does this for fun or profit or any other reason you do a podcast, good for you. Take to the airwaves. Let us know what you think. Yeah. I think we just got a little riled up because none of the winners were kind of in our little circle of podcasts here locally that we know, people we know, people we're friends with. Right. Um, There's no one we could get behind. and and Right. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have a dog in that fight. What is that? It looks looks imported. (laughs) Or is that a what with a is that a, what do you oh that's foreign yeah let's go cool. I gotta get it now cool. before cool. the wall goes up <laughs> <laughs> looks like it's got a good flavor to it um yeah vote for us hops it's ka- right kapow beer talk <laughs> yeah talk about First 15 minutes, every podcaster now devoted to okay. uh, we have all Big Brother. And we've officially talked more than that. <laughs> more than above us. Yeah. The people that got mentioned, their one episode they Yeah, they out. have one episode and they beat us. So we we come know on. where we're at. All the Jessies didn't come out to the polls. But yep. you know, that's the, that's see, that's the problem. Every political party worries about their constituents getting out there. And Jessies are too cool to go vote for stuff. They don't care about this yeah. stuff. They've got other things to worry about. Like what? <laughs> like, you have to say it like Segway. that. Segway. Like, I'm, try, like I'm trying what? to segue into what was our what next What do you topic? have to worry about? <laughs> Get over it. Okay. Um, I'm not allowed to call it that. What do we call yeah, it? Yeah, there's a... There's Breaking a, news. There's a show coming up. That's what Jesse's are worried about. Uh-huh. The River City Comic Con of years past has evolved. This summer, July 28th in Marietta, Ohio, the River City Comic Arts Festival. Ooh. The fancy. Festivus for the rest of right. us. <laughs> so, there are a lot of Comic Cons in the region, and I am a promoter of one. And I just thought, how, you know, the same vendors, the same people go to kind of the same shows. You know, how do we stand apart? So I wanted to do something differently. There are some other reasons about, uh, you know, logistics and what this town has to offer as far as uh, rooms of a certain size or a certain, you know, air conditioning usage, if the air conditioning works Mm, or doesn't. Definitely, definitely. This town has a huge problem with that for some reason. Um, So... This show has morphed. We're not doing a Comic-Con. It's not vendors selling stuff. It is all artists and creators. 
So, yeah, there are a lot of people in the Mid-Ohio Valley who create their own stuff. Writers who write comics, artists who do prints, and crafters who make, you know, purses and perler beads and costumes and cosplaying. All kind of fun stuff. So, that's what this is about. Everyone who's setting up for this show will be a creator. Like us. Right. They're... I, you want to sign up for a table, you guys? <laughs> Let's podcast it out. You want to do another episode of your beer thing? Yeah. Get yeah, ready. Place to get, start preparing for that second episode. So, yeah. Uh, we're only charging a buck to get in. Kids 10 and under are free. And you can come see what the Mid-Ohio Valley... See what award-worthy stuff is out there. Not getting recognized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A free chip on your for your shoulder with every entry. <laughs> that sounds cool. That's yeah, a different, like it. different take. So, as long uh, as Jordan didn't get sick this year, right. where's it? Where's it at? The Lafayette Hotel, downtown Marietta. Cool. And the website's still the same: rivercitycomiccon.com. I don't think San Diego can sue me for a website. So, <laughs> I think that website's in Michael's name anyway, so it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. <laughs> There's no website then. <laughs> no, it's actually under WordPress. It's, oh, it's okay. I paired it with lowwords.wordpress.com. Oh, so I won't do it. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're getting off to an award-worthy yes. start to this episode. Good as it gets. They right? said they're going to do this voting in two years. They're doing it. They're printing like a best of the Mid Ohio Valley booklet. It said and they're going to give out to people. I said that'll be good for two years, and they're going to redo the voting. Oh, so, so we got to stare at that crap for two we years. We got two Come years on. to whip ourselves in the shape, and it starts now. <laughs> oh. Maybe next episode. Yeah. So yeah, comics are coming to town, and we got comics to talk about right now. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. Happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? Oh, I happen to know somebody got a comic book for Valentine's Ooh, Day. I bet that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard my wife swore you to secrecy. Like, but I do got to tell you now. She called me to see. She's like, "Is there anything down there Cliff would want?" And yeah. I said, "I said, oh, I'm, I said, I said <laughs> that's fine. Is there anything? Do you have anything I would like? I wear an extra medium." <laughs> And I said, oh, I'm holding the book right now. He hasn't picked up yet. She's like, great. I'll be down this afternoon. She came yeah. down and she looked at there's one book and she goes, is that it? And she was mad. <laughs> so you officially have permission. Your wife wants she you to buy more comics. Okay. I can buy more In comics. person, she said, that's it. She she that's, she wished yeah. you had ordered more comics. So I like it. What have you been reading? Heroes in Crisis? Is that yes. What it yes. Yeah, I haven't read that issue yet. Still digging it? Very booster? Uh, and it, It's very boost. I, uh, that's what keeps me coming back. Um, yeah, I do. I, anytime I can get a little blue and gold action, um, and it's that part of it's really reminiscent of the good old times with those two and Ted's back and alive and and just the bromance they have going on. There's been a couple issues and panels that that uh, they really have pegged me on this. Um, just those two backing each other up, you know, boosters being suspected of all these murders. And then it's got an interesting twist with, um, or a pair up of um, it's booster and Harley are the ones they're, they're everyone's after in connection with these murders. And, and they've paired Harley up with Batgirl, which when it first happened, I, I thought that doesn't really fit, but right. But it's a it's a neat little thing they have going on because she, you know she's insane, and <laughs> and Batgirl is kind of right there, you know, off to her shoulder all the time, kind of trying to reel her back in, and you know, uh, when she talks about murder and stuff, and she says, "No, we're not going to do that, Harley. No, we're not going to do that," and she just keeps Harley keeps repeating, you know, the Killy stuff over and over and over again. It's it's a cute little pairing a you know dynamic we don't normally see we've seen harley you know there's some great stuff out there um between harley and and poison ivy and the relationship they have a different relationship but yeah i've i've really enjoyed it i i'm a dc guy i like really obscure characters when and when they're plucking characters like blue jay and 
and even you know citizen steel we don't see a lot of anymore and he popped up in the last episode i i enjoy that stuff i think i think some of the criticism where i can see why some people don't aren't really into it it's a lot of talking um the art is good but the panels themselves just don't have a lot going on it's a lot of facial expression and um uh, just kind of talking heads more or less yeah it's definitely more character and emotion yeah. than, than big action pieces at least so far but yeah i'm digging that um i stopped by there a couple weeks ago and picked up uh injustice the video game has always been a big hit at our house but we you know the comic series is now how many years has that been going on uh, quite a while well, quite a while yeah. you know it was very alternate got- universe storyline five seasons i think so far right so i picked up because it caught my eye the uh injustice masters of the universe crossover um had the same artist i'd 100 uh positive that did the masters of the universe and thundercats crossover a couple years ago or so that i really enjoyed um but it was a mini series. They did what six issues? I do believe picked up all those of the asylum the, uh, a couple weeks ago. Really enjoyed those. Story was good. Story's solid. I didn't have to read all of the Injustice series to kind of know what's going on. It kind of fills you in as you go along. And and there's one there's one little panel in one of the issues where uh, I think I sent you a picture. Um, there was a He-Man toy. It was a figure carrier back in the 80s and it was it was like a dragon skeleton and it was the dumbest toy ever it was just a skeleton that you put it was a figure carrier so your figure snapped in there in like the rib cage and that's how he carried your figures but they wrote it into this comic book and i was loving it it was great (laughs) yeah so we've had a little bit of news some uh some things have been revealed about upcoming books the Biggest thing coming this summer is Marvel's War of the Realms. This is Thor-centered, which Jason Aaron took over writing Thor God of Thunder in December of 2012. And after like six or eight issues, he started planting seeds for this War of the Realms. So it's literally since 2013 this story's been building. Because Thor has had one writer this whole time, which is so rare today to Mm -hmm. have a long-form storytelling like that. So... It's basically uh, Malekith, if you've seen Thor the Dark World. 2, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The very forgettable villain from Thor 2. Christopher Eccleston. Right. So he has basically, with a few allies, has toppled you know all the nine realms. There's actually ten in the comics, but we won't Why, get into it. Hold on. Why do you remember that? What? You didn't even like Marvel. Why do you remember that about Thor? I like Christopher Eccleston. He was in Doctor Who. I have no memory of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's like... You're the, just like, Malekith. I didn't man. say I liked the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like, he knew his name. He knew everything. He was the dark elf with like half a face, half mm. light, half dark yeah. face. Sure. So yeah, all the other realms have fallen except for Midgard. It's not that I don't like Marvel. Mm. I like Marvel. I like the movies better than the comics. And I wonder why all of a sudden. But... When it comes down to it, I prefer yeah. DC. That's what I grew up with. I, I'll take my, you know, fantastical gods and monsters over your gritty Punisher street level. Well, that's what this is going to be. Gods and monsters invading Earth all summer long where there's a bunch of tie-in miniseries and a bunch of the books are going to cross over with it. So everything Marvel is going to be War of the Realms. And just announced recently the Savage Avengers. Did we catch that headline? Yeah. Conan the Barbarian. They <laughs> just Marvel just got the Marvel just got the rights back to publish Conan. Conan is now an Avenger? And and they are no. you know, Marvel is usually you know you know how uh tepid they are with flooding the book with mark uh, flooding the market with books. The Conan the Barbarian ongoing, Savage Sword of Conan ongoing, Age of Conan is a series of rotating miniseries. They have thrown him into, there's a new weekly series, Avengers No Road Home. The Avengers are going to cross dimensions and time now, and, and meet Conan. Now, is the one you Conan. were talking about, you were telling me about that I bought the other day? Yes, the first okay, issue. Because you were like, you do you want this? I was like, no. <laughs> You're like, it's got Vector in it. And I'm like, who? And then, and then I was like, it's Voyager. Voyager, yes. <laughs> but then, then I, I got the first issue, so I'm going uh, to at least try it. So stick around to issue six, 
and then Conan, Conan will show up. Yeah. So apparently whatever happens in that book is going to lead to Conan in the Marvel Universe. And hmm. he's going to be on a team with Venom, Wolverine, Elektra, Brother Voodoo, and the Punisher called the Savage Avengers. Wow, i got to wrap my head around people, that. that just, okay. That's just crazy enough. It just might work. <laughs> sure. They didn't <laughs> stop to think if they should. <laughs> well, DC's big summer event, uh, they call 2019 the Year of the Villain. So Ooh. they're they're building their storylines around these big... Sounds uh, gritty. The villains are making their moves. <laughs> and they're putting out, much like they did last year, the week of free comic book day, they're putting out a 32-page, 25-cent issue, which they did last year that... Kind of preview the Batman wedding, yeah. Bendis taking over Superman, the Justice League book. So it kind of gave you samples of what was what was coming up this year. They're going to do that again. It works so well. Uh, we're going to get a Justice League story about Lex Luthor assembling the Legion of Doom. Ooh, he wants to rid the universe of heroes, and he can he just might do it. Uh, <laughs> Batman who laughs. We've had a mini series with that has been super successful. We're going to get more from him and his master plan going forward. Plus this whole City of Bane thing that Tom King's run has been leading toward for a long time. And then a Superman story, Leviathan Rising, which Bendis has kind of been tweaking the the world of crime and espionage in Metropolis. So we're going to get more from that. So we yeah, we got a 25-cent book, you know, first week of May, written by Scott Snyder, James Tenian, Brian Bendis, and art by Alex Maleev, Jim Chung, and Francis Manipal with a sweet Greg Capullo cover. Mm-hmm. So that's what DC's doing right. Let's swing <laughs> over to what DC's doing wrong. They canceled. Have we heard of the book Second Coming? Mm, nope. Do you follow Fox News on Twitter or? Mm, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so Vertigo Just was going comics. through a renaissance, right? Okay. Vertigo's coming mm-hmm. back, and they they advertised a book by Mark Russell and Richard Pace called Second Coming. And it is a satire, was a satire, in which Jesus is roommates with a superhero, Sun Man. So Conan, it's, a, it's, oh, it's <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 an obvious Superman analog. So it's basically God is disappointed in what Jesus was able to accomplish on Earth, and sees how popular superheroes are, and sends him his son back to Earth. It says, learn something from this guy. People love him, and he's doing a lot of good in the world. Obvious satire. No one has seen a panel of the book, so no one knows, is it even raunchy? Is it PG-rated? Is right. it is it blasphemous? Is it just humorous? Yeah. Is it Does it, it might, heaven forbid, it might even heaven forbid. be positive <laughs> about the faith. Right. But it got picked up a few Christian news sites, and then Fox News picked it up, and they, there were a petition got a quarter of a million signatures to not do it saying yeah. how dare you because the headlines of course weren't mature yeah. label vertigo uh-huh. doing an irreverent book it was dc comics adding jesus to its superheroes or and and <laughs> the, you know the thought of right. how, how dare they yeah. which you know good idea or not they you know obviously we were not it was an idea it. that yeah they do what they always do, and they destroyed so, any idea. As we talked about episodes before, the new person in charge came from Disney, mm-hmm. and we know Disney anything controversial. Yeah, they <laughs> do not put wash up their with hands it. of it. So, book was canceled before it ever went to print, and I just it just had the final order cut off this week, and I ordered a few because I, mm-hmm. I, I I originally mm-hmm. hadn't ordered any. Because Vertigo's not selling very well. It needs a, a kick in the butt. Yeah. And I needs heard a little Jesus in right? there. Yeah. <laughs> so I heard all this controversy, controversy, and I thought, wow, someone might be interested in that. So I ordered a few. Well, nope, canceled. Not, not coming out. But the creators asked DC, DC if they could have the rights back, and DC's sure. So they can take it to some other publisher, oh. which is normally a mess. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not normally as easy to just, hey, I can have the rights back. So I think with all the press this has been getting, it'll be on shelves before long from a different publisher who, you know, the, yeah. the media won't be able to, you know, IDW publishing a book about Jesus. Like, <laughs> doesn't have the same ring as DC. Uh, does anyone want to read Jughead's Time Police? Uh, I feel like I should be. Time Traveling Jughead? What? 
We've seen all the Archie, you know, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the Hunger, where Jughead's a werewolf, the Blossom 666, where they're like yep. satanic. So apparently in the 90s, there was a five-issue miniseries called Jughead's Time Police, and it was like a cult classic favorite of Jughead jumping through time. So they're when, bringing, when was this? 1990. Ah. So they're bringing it back as a five-issue series this June by Cena Grace and Derek Charm. And the solicitation said Jug- Jughead messes up his entry in the Riverdale Bake Off so badly, he has to go back in time for a second chance. And of course, it messes up the timeline, and hijinks ensue. Wow, I like mm-hmm. hijinks. So I like I like time-traveling Jughead. <laughs> oh, man, time-traveling anything. <laughs> I want time-traveling tra- Satanist Cheryl. <laughs> oh, we got to cross over. Yeah. Oh, I was going to tell you, I wanted to get the order that next issue of Batman Damned. Uh, good luck. <laughs> I saw that. I was just kidding. Uh, DC. Oh, controversy. Was yeah. it cancel it? Yeah. Was it number two or number three that they canceled? Uh, number two is out. Number three is the last issue. Yeah. Which it's running late anyway because the art's so intricate. But yeah, this whole black label thing we talked about before, right. Batman. They just this was going to be the new thing. This was going to be artists taking chances. It had a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you call it? Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just a few other books that have come out very recently. Uh, I mentioned Heroes in Crisis. It's about half over. Avengers No Road Home is a 10-issue weekly series bringing back the character Voyager, who they introduced a couple years ago as... Vector. No. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, oh, she's always been a founding Avenger. It's like Like, Sentry. Yeah, like Sentry. They sort of mess with people's minds. I like that when they had her before, so... And same creative team, just a mix of writers and artists. Uh, Hit Girl Season 2 just started, and written by Kevin Smith. So the plot is a little bit familiar. They're apparently, uh, in the book, Hollywood is making an unauthorized film adaptation about Hit Girl's life. So Hit Girl goes to Hollywood to stop it, which I haven't seen Jay and Silent Bob in a while, but mm-hmm. it was not not the plot. Yeah, James and Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm. They were doing the Blunt yeah. Man Chronic yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I think Kevin Smith. He's got, run out of ideas. Yeah, he yeah. got so high he forgot that yeah. was the idea of his movie. <laughs> that, that's out now. Issue one is out, yeah. and it's each issue is titled something like Hollywood related. Right. So the issue one was called the Silent Era, and issue two is the Talkie. So obviously Kevin Smith is famous for his dialogue. Issue one, there's almost no dialogue. The All whole right. thing is just an action scene. So it's him. Sticking his middle finger a little bit at the people who, oh, Kevin Smith's dialogue. So he was very plot heavy. First issue. No. (laughs) Uh, Fight Club 3 started from Dark Horse. So the original novel turned into a movie by Chuck Palahniuk. Uh, They did a sequel a couple years ago, just in comics. So they're doing a sequel to that sequel. Artist Cameron Stewart. They're doing a 12 issue series that. And the last one, Marla had a baby, and uh, there was a lot of drama, a lot of weird stuff you couldn't really get away with in a movie, I'm sure. So Project Mayhem is growing beyond Tyler Durden's ability to control, and it's just things are going nuts. So if you like the Fight Club story and want more to it, it's not a novel, it's not a movie, it's just a comic book. Marvel relaunched Daredevil, which they sort of killed him off, in air quotes, a couple months back. Yeah, uh, he got hit by a truck. Oh, I thought he got hit by air quotes. It sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember Daredevil's origin, he saved a blind man from getting hit by a truck. And this recent one, it wasn't Bullseye. It wasn't Kingpin. He, he, sa- he tries to save a kid and gets hit by a truck. And the doctors are like, what? Your bones are horrible. You're scarred everywhere. Like, your body, you never gave your body time to heal. So they, it was that kind of thing of, he may never walk again. And he has to... Gain the willpower and lose the fear because he's a man without fear. Uh, so now Daredevil is back. New first issue. If you want to jump into a brand new Daredevil series, who, 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 huh? Who's writing? Oh, uh, Chip Zdarsky with art by Marco Polio. Chiquito. Oh, <laughs> Gugino. 
Hey, DC launched the Wonder Twins miniseries. Yeah. Which I tried to talk your wife into buying that one, too. I wish you... Oh, oh she was... Oh, is this is Is this it? Well, you can get this... Nah, I don't think so. You, you could have just thrown that in there. She would have never known the Yeah, difference. that's what... He really failed you. Yeah. And she says, this is... Well, actually, yeah. no. There was this omnibus. Yeah. Right. He's gotta, been really wanting... You got to work on those sales skills right. a little bit. Weak. And you end up on the couch. But you have a you have an extra. He's got something to read. That's right. <laughs> you don't have to tell us your story of your Cliff Two Couch Barnes. Uh, yeah, six issue miniseries. Mark Russell, that same guy who wrote about Jesus. He's also writing about Zan and Jaina. Well, that just makes sense. And Gleek. And Gleek. Mm-hmm. They are the space monkey. They are on Earth interning at the Hall of Justice. It was a good issue. I liked yeah. it. it. Was it was funny, and it like. It had all the the heroes kind of you know something really awkward happens at high school and all the heroes are like oh we've all been there and so you hear stories like <laughs> Superman and Batman talking about something awkward they did and as adolescents I saw some of the art and it they did a good job they didn't it didn't look like they tried to update them too much yeah yeah I mean they, they were they look like themselves very recognizable from Super Friends itself yeah, that sounds cool very much yeah I like that uh, when they go with the old art like that. Uh, Marvel launched Old Man Quill, which I am over the old <laughs> Wolverine. We had Wolverine, Old Man Logan. When they're Hawkeye, in the original oh. one, his partner was Hawkeye. So we did a series, Old Man Hawkeye. How he mm-hmm. got to that point, DC parodied it, parodied it with Old Man, Old Woman Harley. Did Harley <laughs> Quinn series set in the future? So this one is Peter Quill, better known as Star Lord. It's a twelve issue series, and it's basically. He has screwed everything up in his life and lost all his friends and and uh, hurt his uh, people as the king. He, he became the monarch of Spartax. And he gets one last chance, as all good old people do, to come back one <laughs> last time to save the day. And he ends up on Earth concurrently with Old Man Logan and the Wasteland. And he, did, he had no idea what even took place. How the villains rose and destroyed yeah. the world in old man Logan. So he's been out in space all this time. So he, he lands on Earth during all this and it's like, what has been going on? Has Marvel adapted Star Lord to the movies, the character itself? He's very much, yeah, Chris the, Pratt. That, that sort of yeah. the, the way they've done Tony Stark mm-hmm. as a motor mouth, you know, yeah. smart aleck, they've, they've definitely turned Peter yeah, Quill Tony that Stark was too. never what he is. <laughs> once before, you know, once. Iron Man came out. They yeah. totally changed. Really like even the animated stuff on the Disney channels. Um, Tony Stark is very Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah. And last one I got Young Justice. DC just brought back, which yeah has shocked me. Why it's taking so long for a, a property that people love that much? It's taking that long to get back. But uh, Brian Michael Bendis is writing it. Patrick Gleason's art. I've uh, got Robin, Wonder Girl, Impulse, Amethyst, and Superboy are joined by two new characters, Teen Lantern, who is a, get this, a teen with a green lantern ring, and Jenny Hex, a descendant of Jonah Hex. Okay. And the villains... Is she a cowgirl? Oh, she is. She's got a pickup truck with a a gun rack in the back. Hmm. And she's on a trip to Metropolis when the the villains of Gem World, remember Gem World? Yeah, yeah. They have invaded Metropolis. What was that? Princess Amethyst? Yes, and Amethyst joins Young Justice to help oh, stop oh, her people. And it's it's all coming together. Fun, all ages adventure. I I just want to mention one thing I read recently. After that Spider Verse stuff came out, I was like, I want to go look up, you know, some of this Miles Morales stuff. But I really never got around to it. I, I was picking up stuff leading up to it. And all that death of Spider-Man and the Ultimate Spider-Man thing, and I really like that. That was like uh, in the one fifties to one sixty, I think, of Ultimate Spider-Man. I can't, you know, Bendis and Bagley was back and everything. It was just a really good story. If you if you miss that somewhere, I'm I'm probably the only one that missed it. <laughs> but if you missed that along the way, that was a really good run there. Just those few issues where they killed off Spider-Man and. It was good. I barely read any of the Ultimate stuff because it just when it came out, I thought, well, it's not right. important. It's not real. Oh man, air quotes. Yeah, air quotes are flying. But yeah, I I feel like that's my fault. Like I yeah. missed some good stories because oh. it wasn't in my continuity. Yeah, I read. I'm sure the first 
I'm sure I read the first hundred issues or whatever of Ultimate Spider-Man in trades, and I loved it. I loved it. And the Ultimates, I have all that. I read those. Those were great. But, uh, yeah, it's your fault, especially when you had them right there in front of you for <laughs> just to read from back on the shelf. Um, okay, so that's a lot of comic books. We did it. Yeah. It's time for time to find something out about Cliff. You down with KPP? Yeah, you know me. What the hell is wrong with you people? You know me. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You know me. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. You know me. Why are you the way that you are? Okay, Cliff drew yeah, a got the thing out of, the, out of the hat of questions. So what's it say? It says, the question is, what tattoo would you get? If, if you had to get a tattoo. So it's does, all, any, does anyone here have a tattoo? I was going to say, it's assuming. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> no visible tattoos. <laughs> um, no, I, no, no, I, I, I don't, but I... I want to change that up. Obviously, we should be like guessing what the other people would get. <laughs> well, I assume if Cliff took a shirt off, he's have Booster Gold, no, Blue no. Beetle across. There's the most back. obvious, just a big thing. fist bump. I get. I can tell you the top two tattoos he would get. Uh, mm. Number two would be a Cleveland Browns helmet. Mm, number like, one, mm, maybe. Huh? I like the sound of that. Yeah. Number one would be some Mickey ears. I don't know if I'd go with Mickey ears. Well, it'd be Disney something. Well, okay. Come on. Yeah. Something. Well, you full full maybe. Walt, you want? <laughs> <laughs> maybe like a maybe like the castle with some fireworks in the background. Oh my god, I want to see that full yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Princess Castle. Now, when you there, you know, there's a lot of merchandise at Disney. Is there any are there any tattoo parlors down there? Sadly, no. We have a barber shop on Main Street. You can get your hair cut, but you can't get a tattoo. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Why? Tattoo or bust? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should. <laughs> oh man, that's when when you have stuff. when you have a child, and that you know they get that a few months old. That point where it becomes oh, well, you want maybe their we first get haircut to be first haircut. And their where, first tattoo is what I'm where, saying. Where do you want to go? You want to write down Main Street, USA? Yeah, I. They should do that. I bet they'll they even put some little pixie dust in there if people, you ask real nice. People would be there, get all caught up in it, and want to get a tattoo while they're there. I guarantee well, you would get a tattoo if they had a place. I think maybe like that would be maybe not Main Street for the tattoo parlor. That'd be like Back a Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a Disney Springs yeah. thing down oh, there. Oh yeah, we you have to go. Down I figure there. it's back there by the payphone. <laughs> <laughs> back near your favorite bathroom, back there. That's an Epcot. Get a, get a tattoo. Oh, silly me! <laughs> I don't have egg on my face. Yeah. Get it right. <laughs> um. So. But yeah, uh, uh, no, I'm I'm picturing a monorail track all over your body. I've seen yeah, I've seen some monorails. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I've seen a lot of Disney tattoos. I, um, I just figured one you'd time, go with the classic. Do, now, do you remember mouse ear hat when we were down there back in um, together in 2009? Mm. You remember when we went over to uh, Fort Wilderness? Sure, and to uh, I think it was to, yesterday. We, well, we went over to see Hoop, the Hoopty Doo, the uh, Hoopty Doo, mu- the Hoopty Doo musical review. You remember this? No. You remember the show? What happens in the Hoopty Doo? <laughs> it's a it's a big. It's, remember we sat on the balcony, sure, and, and they had all you can eat fried chicken, ribs, no, beer. I don't remember this? It's the one. Go where, on, okay. I want to relive it. So yeah, <laughs> so we're all there, the whole family, right, yeah, and um, we're waiting outside Pioneer Hall. Right next to Hoopty Doo and to, to get seated. <laughs> this is the best. Okay. And I want to met, time travel back to just after this. Well, no, before we go in, we met a we met a fellow. He was out there and he was a regular. And um, he he had a tank top, so we somebody quickly noticed that he was covered in Disney tattoos. Wow. Had them all over his right. body. To the point when I mean guy was not in very good shape. And he was probably fifty plus. Right. 
and it was bald headed guy. Yeah. And so he lifts up his and he's showing all his tattoos off for all the Disney things and you know trying to kind of explain them a little bit. But you don't remember that? No. Oh. I don't still don't know what the hoop to do was. I want to know. What it's the a show it's a was. it's a play. They put on a like a dinner show. Okay. Okay. And it's all um, outside. No, 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 inside. Okay. It's a big hall. It's um western themed. It's right. a lot of singing and dancing. Oh, and we were up in there. Okay. We were up in the balcony. We were, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 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 He had a lot Carly of Carly sitting there and stuff. When yeah. She yeah, looking yeah. down over at it and stuff. Car- Carly was on- yeah, yeah, she was only her. two. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, that was the one. The my favorite memory about that. I don't know. We're off topic, but well, if you had gotten a tattoo of this, you would remember. That's yeah. true. Very clear. I want to. Re- yeah, we need a whole scene. <laughs> and no, the guy in the background. There's the like tattoos. eleven or twelve of us there, and we're all we ha- we were on dining plan. Okay, so it's essentially paid for the meal. And but at Disney World, even though when you're on dining plane, you still get a regular bill, you know, with an actual amount of how much that it would cost if you're paying out of pocket. So we're, there's like 12 of us on this thing, and the waitress brings over the uh, the ticket, the bill, and uh, Colton, who is 10 at the time, uh, Colton gets full view of it and immediately is like. It was like seven hundred and some dollars. <laughs> right. He's like, he's like, oh my gosh, this meal costs over seven hundred dollars. How are we gonna pay for this? And just going on on this big spiel. That's what I remember mostly about yeah. that night. Yeah, I remember now. Picture there was a whole hoop to do going on. Hoop to do. <laughs> you take me back, Cliff. Okay. What else we do? It was great. Uh, Anyway, so <laughs> you would get something Disney probably, right? Probably, if yeah. You're gonna, if you had to get one, I mean, it'd be a Browns or Disney, and I yeah, feel like you'd, yeah. you'd end up with a Disney something. Yeah, I don't feel like if I had, like, Bernie Kosar's face on a shoulder, people, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people... Brian Sife. Brian, ooh. <laughs> you know how many <laughs> high fives you would get in this town? Just give a, just give a 17 on Yeah, there. 17. <laughs> little, uh. Uh, that's my Brown Street cred there. <laughs> what about Jordan? What, what yeah, that's my for him? that's my problem is I don't have anything really that I have been that passionate about long enough. Like at different points in my life, I may have gotten tattoos. Shakespeare, well, obviously, <laughs> Willie Shakespeare. Yeah, but yeah, there are times you know I would have gotten a tattoo of something that I do not you know, even pay attention to anymore. Right. So, well, I mean, in the same vein, like your whole family, you're all big Reds fans. That's the only thing I can mm. think of. That yeah. from like you know kindergarten to today, right? I'm still you know I love comics and Spider Man and all that stuff, yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't get a Spider Man tattoo. But yeah. I, but yeah, the big wishbone C for the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. it's like ah, I'm not a sports guy. I love baseball, but <laughs> I'm not that a. To be, it's a hard balance because you yeah. want something. That, if you're only gonna get one, it's very representative of you. And yeah, you you like the Reds, but you're not anything else right. sports. <laughs> Yeah. And I always, I like, I always, I did always like the idea of married people would get a tattoo a on ring, their ring yeah. finger cool, yeah. of the name that would mm-hmm. like fit, yeah. and like uh, showing that lifelong commitment yeah, more than a get ring. Again, could. colored in, right. <laughs> just make it a regular. Ring. But that's not happening. So well, reds, it is. <laughs> <laughs> You get a, a single C. You can get married to the reds. Get the wishbone C around your finger. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. I would have guessed something comic book for you. Hmm. Well, I what are you guys gonna guess? Come on, or like you don't know um, how good I'm. I've been sweating, glad that I don't have a Wahoo. Because <laughs> 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 it could happen, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I was probably dangerously close. <laughs> that's yeah. That's my other fear is things not. That's, aging what, that's well. why I don't have a tattoo because I, I feel at some point I would regret it. Because uh, you know, just things change. things change. Everything yeah. changes. Not you know, it wouldn't be the except world, for Disney. Disney's forever. That's what I mean. I feel like you would, <laughs> I feel like you go with that because even if you swore off the Browns, if they did some terrible thing, you know, you'd yeah. still ha- always have Disney. Move to Baltimore. Yeah, like move away. Right. Yeah. But I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So don't get tattoos, kids, unless it's the KPP logo. That would be good. Right. I wonder if we could talk Michael into that. He needs a tattoo. 
How does he not have a tattoo? I don't know. That is very strange. <laughs> I'll mention that. I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know if we answered the question, but, but we, we, no, we, we got a story that. out of it. We that's, talked that's about tattoos and hoop de hoos or whatever. <laughs> or we Jeez. forgot. Um, what was next? Let's talk about some TV. Hello, Dolores. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run, fairy, run. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Aha. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. Groovy. Well, we gotta do a uh, Big Brother post-mortem that's what people have been waiting on oh yeah it's over it happened we got down to the final five i'm guessing it wasn't as good as our own celebrity (laughs) what was what could be it could be it actually was a pretty good finale um got down to the final five ricky williams lolo jones candy burris um tamar what's her last name braxton braxton and Dina Lohan. No Tom Green? No, he got... He, he got out the door? He got knocked out as soon as they had a chance to get him out because mm. he was winning at all the contests. His bum was out the door. Yeah. <laughs> and... But he was very happy to find out when he got outside that he was a fan favorite. Oh. And I'm relevant again. Yeah, he got on... Uh, he was kind of worried in the house. They trashed him pretty hard. Like I've told Jordan, they, they you know, used this... They gaslight you and make you think you are a terrible, terrible person. And they talk about it. You know, they're all. It is good for all of them to make you a villain. So it's it would really mess with your mind if you're you have nowhere to go <laughs> except listen to people tell you how bad you are. And he gets out of the house and find out finds out that nobody believes he's this terrible person. And and he ended up winning fan favorite of the season, which he was glad to rub in their faces. But it came along, down along with his bum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He wrote his bum in his face. And it came down. Ricky Williams got to choose who he took to the finals, and he made a terrible choice and took Tamar Braxton. And yeah, I've never known Ricky Williams to make good choices <laughs> in life. Well, he. Uh, but you didn't get to know him like America did. That's right. true. Yeah, that he's not just the headlines, Cliff. Right. He's a he's a real healer. person. Uh, he did a pretty good. He played a pretty good game, but he, you gotta. You he's gotta, a healer. Gotta, Is that what you said? I told you that he massaged Kato's colon. Does he have like the crystals and all that stuff? Oh, the finale. He was wearing the full on like Steven Seagal, like Chinese you know, yeah. shirt with the long like button Nehru jacket. Right, or what, right. Yeah. <laughs> but they. Uh, uh, Anyway, I don't. He just wasn't likable to them, and they because he was a little obnoxious, and they he should have took Lolo Jones to the end because at least she was crazy. But I think there's a good chance. Yeah, why anybody, do you take a likable person to the end? Because that then they're going to vote for the likable person. Take the crazy person to the end again. Well, he wins. Because not a great decision. The maker. reason, the reason being, it, I my I think his mentality was she was not likable. She danced as Tom went out the door, and the fans really did not like her. But the fans weren't voting. And the fans kind of, you know, these people left the house and got to watch everything, so they also knew she wasn't likable. Um, And fans were saying, don't vote for her or Lola or whatever, and they were all, you know, they wanted to vote for Dina. Dina would have won a landslide, even though she didn't even know which way was up. She was (laughs) terribly dumb. Um, But... She would have won just because of likability. The The wrench in the plan was he took Tamar to the end, and she crushed it at the end. She did textbook finale 101. Hey, I made mistakes. I'm too emotional. I, you know, a little sob story about how I need the money and just basically build everybody up. I got you out. I danced when you left. I wanted to get you out because you were so, I couldn't have beat you. Blew up everyone's egos. She just gave 
one of the best finale speeches, and he was terrible. He he gave terrible answers. You know, he I mean, almost the worst answers you could give to the questions <laughs> that were asked of him. So, sharp contrast. She easily beat him. He didn't even get a vote. So, that was pretty good. Uh, the the real catch in this, if you watch the episode, did you see where Dina Lohan was getting catfished? I saw part of that. <laughs> She's been dating a guy who for five they years haven't met or never seen or, him. Or, yeah. Never seen him. He doesn't use FaceTime. It's just strict catfish going on, <laughs> and they're like telling, they're showing them talking about, it, you know, as they're hanging out in the house. They're like, Dina, you're getting catfish. He's like, Oh no, no I'm going to marry him someday. You know, and they're like, He has. Uh, FaceTime, he can... Oh, Tamar Braxton explained that to her. was hilarious. Anyway, she's like, I'll go with you when you meet him. Anyway, this guy came out on Twitter, and he uh, claims he's a real guy. Guess what his name is? Uh, Jesse. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Jesse, guys. I should have known it. Catfish is Jesse. Even the guy from Catfish, Nev or whatever, or Neve... He he he's like it's it's real he's real I went and I checked him out oh wow expert <laughs> so yeah well there you go anyway so that's it it was I think it was you know as good as the first season you know kind of curious where they go from there I don't I, I'm only gonna bring up the mooch to say I hate hated all that. So he was fine, likable, but it was such it was a stunt, embarrassing stunt, and I wish they wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I just I recorded the finale and just fast forwarded through to the interesting parts. And every five minutes it was like, Coming up, we're gonna talk to the mooch. Right. And then even fast forwarding it, it was like a ten minute interview with this guy for in a two hour finale. And it's like, why does America care what this nobody guy has does. to say? No no nobody cared. People got on to watch Big Brother, not him talk about politics so but i i i can see the appeal i think i said last time like i like that drama and the who do you trust are the is this person telling me the truth you may not even know if you're telling them the truth you're like i I will protect you till the end you don't know if you are or not but i i again fast forwarded all the games and all the the physical challenges that stuff was all very silly but that's i get you know i understand that's what leads to the drama so and they actually they spent month. They there was two things. They spent some money on these games this time compared to sometimes the regular Big Brother doesn't have as high production on things like that. But they had the fact that it's in the winter. They had most of the backyard closed off, so they had extra time to set up very, you know, intricate challenges for them to do. So some of them were a little better than normal. Anyway, I think it's all in all pretty good. And I'm, but I'm ready to get back to some traditional Big Brother where they don't get to go home and watch it and vote based on that. <laughs> <sighs> what do you got, TV? Walking Dead's back, everybody. Oh, I love this because I don't watch it, and you can just tell me what happened. It's great. We Mid- were to the Whispers, right? Mid-season premiere of season nine, just back after the holiday hiatus. Yes, the Whisperers have arrived. We got some teases of them in the last half of the season. These are survivors, a new group of them. We have no idea who they are or how many of them there are, but they wear the skins of the zombies to blend into the herd. And they have renounced their names and just walk along. They think that's what evolution has taken us to. And I don't but, know if the show's really got into all this. But, but do they say like alpha and beta? Uh, not yet, but... We're, we're headed there, I okay. think, next episode. Okay. By the time you hear this, that will have happened. So, yeah, the uh, at the at the end, the mid-season finale, somebody forgot to lock Negan's cell door. What? Whoops. So Negan just walks out. He just leaves, has a heart-to-heart with Judith. She lets him go, and he, he goes back to Sanctuary. Sanctuary was where they were from, I think. Mm-hmm. And Ed has to stop and fight some feral dogs. Okay. He gets chased by feral dogs, finds a new leather jacket. Does he have to go to the dump where the people live? The no, trash people. we are dumpless. <laughs> what um, happened to the trash people? They are on their helicopter and gone to their <laughs> oh, own planet. Well, they took their trash and went on. <laughs> so Negan finds out there's nothing out there in the world for him. He, he can't survive on his own, so he has to go back. We learn 
Uh, Rosita and Eugene were out when things happened. He got injured, barely made it back. Eugene opens up his heart and tells Rosita how he feels. She shuts it down immediately. Mm -hmm. And immediately, like the best soap opera, goes right outside his window and tells someone that that she's pregnant. And Eugene overhears it, crushing the poor guy. And so, yes, now Rosita's pregnant, and she says it was from before Gabriel. So we don't know who, who we got daddy drama issue. Ooh. We don't know who the daddy is. Or I don't. Maybe someone does. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and we captured Lydia, a young person from the Whispers. Yeah. If you've read the comics, you'll know more about who that is. I do. But they have her in a cell, and they're trying to get information about what this new group is. But the most interesting thing is... Throughout this whole premiere, there just kept running commercials for other people's shows from The Walking Dead. There were commercials for the ABC show that Lauren Cohen moved to. Yes. Wow. So Whiskey Cavalier is Lauren Cohen's new show about a CIA spy with co-star Scott Foley of Felicity. And that's premiering pretty (laughs) soon. Take you back to school. And so for like... for. I don't know why AMC would be showing a commercial for a different network, but hey, Lauren Cohen's got a show. I didn't know they did that. And then they ran a commercial for CBS All Access and Sonequa Martin-Green's Star Trek show. Yeah. What is happening? And then, of course, Norman Reedus. Stay tuned for Ride with Norman Reedus. So the show has basically just become advertising for all the people who've left the show. So uh, I said ratings were up. I think there was some spooky stuff. Like, it was creepy. The... You know, the zombies haven't been a real threat for a while. So, if you don't know the zombie, we know it's trying to bite you, but it might actually try to stab you or <laughs> push you down. You know, it's a smart zombie. So, if you don't you don't know what's out there in the herd, has added a new wrinkle. And there was some really... There's a new showrunner, and there was some interesting visual stuff. It looked more like a horror show that it hasn't been for a while. So, hmm. uh, I'm not going to go out on that limb and say, Wanda's back, everyone, yeah. but... It's on the right path. So you didn't... I wanted to make sure you didn't, like, uh, spoil that in your description. Spoil what? What the deal is with the Whispers, because I I, I didn't know whether you said the detail in there. That they wear the skins. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Because, well, I just didn't want to do it if you hadn't, but that always reminded me, what's the one guy's name? This guy. This is what I always think of when I think of the Whispers. (laughs) Is the Cosby is that, Kid is guy that Donald? Yeah, <laughs> the thing pulled down and his eyes through it. <laughs> anyway, and I'm not going to try to do an impression. No, <laughs> We're please, <not> just <laughs> for the outtake at the end. <laughs> All right, so okay, so what else? And I checked out Miracle Workers on TBS. This is the show where Steve Buscemi plays God. Yeah, I saw the commercial for this. And he teams up with a superhero. No, wait, that's a different thing. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is the star. Steve Buscemi is God. And I've seen countless ads and commercials and all this stuff. And I thought, eh, that might be worth a, a try. And not until I tuned in did I find out this is Simon Rich, the guy who did uh, Man Seeking Woman. Yeah. He created this show. It's based on one of his books. And just it's like Man Seeking Woman. TBS. Oh yeah. So I, if you had told me Simon Rich has a new show out, definitely, would. I am on board for sure. I just happened to watch it. So that's, that's pretty big star power for a TBS show. Yeah. Steve, yeah, Jimmy, and Harry Potter. Yes, but it's only seven episodes. They're calling it a limited series. Oh, okay. So they're only you know their commitment is pretty slight. But if if you if you like the kind of absurd sort of humor that Man Seeking Woman was. This is definitely it. Uh, the first episode was directed by Jorma Tacone from Lonely Island. Oh, um, yeah. That's uh, the band or whatever. Yeah, the uh, Andy Samberg yeah. and the comedic music. I will explain comedy to you. In a <laughs> no, but uh, it's sort of... I saw some review called it basically the, the Office Afterlife. So it's basically God <laughs> created the world... And it's this giant factory and office building. And now it's just gotten so overpopulated. And it's so just, you know, everything's rusty. And, like, you know, it just shows them, like, pushing carts 
with like the rainbow machine and it just like it breaks the wheel falls off and it breaks down and they're like you know if we don't get numbers up they you know go past the animal department it's like if we don't get numbers up this quarter we're gonna have to make one of these extinct and it's just like they're trying to pick which animal to go and extinct next so it's just basically like a giant corporation a giant dying corporation as the universe yeah so i'm gonna have to go back and find that and watch that series it was fun cool See, even I found something from this dang podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't watched much television. Um, I did watch that first episode, Star Trek Discovery, but um, we can talk about it now. We talk about streaming. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, the short of it was, I have not watched. I did not watch season one, any of it. I'm it's not on a, regular TV now. Is that what you're saying? No, uh, the first episode was free on YouTube. Oh, okay trying to get people to subscribe and that type of thing, boost interest in it. Um, so really other than, you know, the big headline stuff at the end of the year, I, I was very uninformed. I didn't know any of the characters on it except for, um, captain Pike who has been, you know, he was, uh, from the pilot of the original series right. way back in the day that they reshot, um, and was, Became part of another episode, and then uh, when J.J. Abrams took over the reboot a few years back, uh, Captain Christopher Pike was the original captain of the Enterprise and played a big role in the first movie. Um, of course, it's a different actor now, but um, I thought it was pretty good. For I mean, it it was Star Trek, like perfectly fine. I, the effects were really good in it. It did not look like television effects, like a CW show or something like that. Which I'm fine with, by right, the way. Right. But it's no knock on it. Yeah, for a first episode, um, I heard a rumor after I'd watched it that the series may already be canceled. But I think I'm not putting much stock in that. But um, yeah, it was very alien heavy. It reminded me a little bit more of Star Wars in that fact that um, a lot of the crew were alien uh, species. Mostly, I didn't recognize, but they were interesting. Um, but it just felt, in that respect, felt a lot more Star Warsy, cantina scene stuff. I felt like some of the characters were there just like, oh, look at this cool alien, rather than they're a big cast member. So a lot more background characters were alien. Um, the ones that weren't, the main crew, uh, even though they, they had some funky things going on. This is, uh, the series takes place after the... Scott Bakula Enterprise series. Are we in the, the movie universe or is this a separate? I, I think it's the television universe mostly. Is there? A it's hard. I don't know. I'm not a big Star Trek Star Trek guy. Right, right. Um, but uh, this takes place after the Enterprise series, before the original series. Um, we see in the first episode the Enterprise shows up, the original Enterprise with Captain Pike. And then he comes aboard. They're damaged or something, and he comes aboard the uh, the Dis- Discovery. That's the name of the show. And um, so he has a reason to be there and leads a mission. So that was pretty cool. But anyways, and I watched This Is Us, Songbird, Songbird Road Part Two. We talked about that a little while ago. I've been waiting for closure on this. Yeah, story. I was a little disappointed in Part Two. Not much happened. The one that came out this past week. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Yet. Yeah, not much happened. So it was pretty anticlimactic. I was hoping. F- I, I'm kind of a sucker for that feel good stuff. I was hoping you know everything was going to end up in the up and up, but it really he didn't. He rescues so a Star nothing, Wars figure. Yeah, There's a teary yeah, yeah. return. Right. Nothing nothing really changed for the most part. So, <laughs> hmm. so yeah. TV. All right. We did it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's your Kapow taste for the week. Yeah. Or the, yeah. For this episode. Yeah. So, my, I've been putting out, we've been doing shorter episodes. Yeah, so You may get them more often and less long. Yeah. That? Yeah. The, the last thing I wanted to mention, um, because it was mo- this will be the first one that comes out most recent this week uh, that we're recording tonight is ron miller passed away oh my gosh and i know you guys probably have no idea who ron miller is okay no but at least for (laughs) i'll admit that uh justin lowe i'll mention it uh ron miller was was that old guy you were posting all over the place one post i'm one post (laughs) one just one no ron miller was actually walt disney's son-in-law oh Um, man he uh Ron Miller was married to Diane Disney Miller, 
Walt's daughter, um, biological daughter, and uh, they met at UCLA in college. He was a big football player, played for UCLA. Um, and Walt went to one of the games. And during this game, <laughs> he was a tight end. And one of the plays, uh, Ron caught the ball down the field and, and turned and just got clobbered by a linebacker. And after the game was over, and he he said he didn't really remember anything until about the third quarter. And uh, so obviously had some sort of concussion, head injury back in the day. Um, but Walt came up to him and he said, uh, he said, Ron, he said, seems to me that uh, you're going to get killed out there. He said, instead of doing this, why don't you just come to work for me? So Ron went to work for the studio. He was a big uh, producer in TV and movies. Um, actually, after Walt's death, death and Card Miller came along, uh, Ron became CEO. And he was uh, president of the company, and um, during the early '80s until uh, Mike Weisner came along and that whole takeover they did with uh, Katzenberg and and that whole group. Um, but I was going to read real real quick. Bob Iger put out a real nice statement the other day when Ron passed away. Um, it just reads: Everyone at the Walt Disney Company is deeply saddened by the passing of Ron Miller. His life and legacy are inextricably linked with our company and the Disney family because he was such a vital part of both as our CEO and Walt's son-in-law. Few people had Ron's understanding of our history or deeper appreciation and respect for our company. He shared it generously with anyone who wanted to know more. I was fortunate enough to know him and even luckier to have called him a friend. My thoughts and prayers are with his family, Bob Iger, CEO, Walt Disney company. Um, Ron, uh, Ron doesn't get enough credit when he was in charge. He played an integral part in the start of Touchstone Pictures when they came about. That was the, the offshoot of the Disney company. Um, a lot of famous 80s movies came out of that that were, you know, PG-13. They, they couldn't be put out with the Disney brand, so they came out with Touchstone Pictures. And the Disney Channel itself, he played a huge role in getting the Disney Channel started and on the air um still going today so it, it was sad um diane passed away a few years ago um they actually started the walt disney family museum at the presidio in san francisco um which i'd highly recommend to anybody justin your brother justin lowe's been there um i'm sure he'd recommend it but i just thought you know when somebody in the industry the stuff we talk about at least we should mention it so pretty cool Pretty cool guy. I was just sitting there thinking, if you could change your middle name like Michael did, <laughs> <laughs> what you would it would definitely be Disney. You would change it to Disney. Cliff Disney well, Barnes. I would be. So, I'd have to make it cool like Michael. You know, Cal L. Yeah, Diz, have to be Diz hyphen knee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I never heard of the guy, so it's nice to find something out about him and. Uh, what he did for Disney. That's yeah. After his Disney days, he went on. They they owned a big winery um, out there in California. So that's what he did for many, many years. I obviously yeah. don't understand no. why. <laughs> what if he had turned pro and led the Browns to like four Super Bowls? Oh, my god, Tattoo level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Disney Miller. Would you Clip go, Disney would, Miller Barnes. There you go. Would you go, back, <laughs> would you go back in time and stop Walt from going to that game to get... The Browns. Oh, he'd have, he'd have went in and he'd have made sure he got hit by that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets punched by Biff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did it. What were you out there bird watching? <laughs> All right, thanks everybody for listening. Check us out on Facebook. That's where we do a lot of fun stuff. Oh my we're gosh! Yeah, we got to talk about all this new stuff we're we've petitioned to be on too. We got we're already on Twitter. Twitter at the Kapow Podcast. Yeah, um, Facebook, Kapow Podcast, Podbean, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes. Leave a review, five stars. Um, but this week, I told you guys we have a new email address. I don't remember what it is, but it's. Kapow, the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com. So if you have questions, suggestions, feel free to email us if you can't get us on social media or whatever, however you want to do it. Sign us up for the Clutch MOV mailing list. Yes. So we know two years from now. Yeah. We're on top of that. 
and um, we can use we, that email to vote. <laughs> <laughs> and we well, what uh, if we lost by one? Oh, the, don't oh, even. Man. Don't. I don't even think. I don't even think about it. We should have put our best guy on. Yeah, I moved on. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully here we'll, soon we'll also be on Spotify. Um, we petitioned for that. Uh, iHeartRadio. Yeah, they would avoid us. So a couple weeks, maybe we should hear back uh, to see if we're now on iHeartRadio. And the TuneIn app, TuneIn Radio, um, another one we've also petitioned. So I don't know what any of those things are, but I like them. Uh, me too. <laughs> Made me feel better. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll catch you very soon. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Okay. And I want to mention, well, what mention that? I want to mention the poll I put up today. I want to mention voting. Clutch your movie. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up. We're bringing it up. Yeah. (laughs) I got a few things to get off my chest. This is some bull.